the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of exact opposite, we have the lovely Ramon B., producer extraordinaire, bon vivant. What else? So happy. Well, so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, an enigma. And probably. you're enigmatic. That's true. Mm-hmm. Iconoclastic, I like to say. Yes. Uh, I agree totally. And largely unkempt. But we, I don't know what that's all about, but we'll, we'll get to that later. I try my best at grooming. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot more grooming to do than I do, I'll tell you. I that. save on razors. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, you do. So uh, we uh, let's. Oh, we got to start with the headlines of the day. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we certainly do. I'm so excited. For Actual that. paper. We're printed on paper. Uh, Emerson College in Boston. Have you heard of that place? I have. Mm hmm. This is sad. They've uh, they're now offering a degree in comedy. Can you Uh-oh. imagine that? Yeah. Or you could just set fire to the tuition money in front of your folks. That would be smarter. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's essentially what I did with my life. Now we uh, a whole week. Has it been a whole week? It's oh, been it like has a whole week. Been a whole. We were week. talking about uh, the the market, the CMA. What does that stand for? Country Music Awards. That's right. We were talking about the old CMA. Like the joke How to that do it? Keeps <laughs> on. It really yeah, is. Really. It really is. So. Uh, we were talking about uh, how to get the comps and all that kind of stuff. The big lie, the price per square foot is the big lie. Uh, I think we talked about how many comps does the appraiser use. They use one. They show three, but they use one. So just to continue on that theme, uh, what I would do is do a market analysis when I was – this was back when in the dark ages when I was a real estate agent – uh, I would do the market analysis and not show it to the seller. So this is just for me. So I, I used this little form and across the top it had um, – I think I mentioned this last week but uh, bedrooms, baths, square footage, basement, yes or no, fireplace, uh, parking, cooling, fencing, kitchen features, roof, pool, condition and then if you live in a – part of the country that has other things. Um, you know, have you, have you been to Florida? I have not been to Florida. They have these elaborate screened-in porches. Evidently, and the bugs are out of control. Yeah. So you would have like we, you and I have a covered patio, I'm guessing. You have a covered Correct. patio. And then they would have to screen the whole thing in. Yeah, I don't know. Does that, that stop the uh, alligators? But or? I mean, they're elaborate. No, it does not stop. The okay, alligators. Well, that's what <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the fine. alligator could plow through that if you really. Wanted I'm okay to. with bugs. Alligators, not so much. You know, we always refer to alligators as he, don't we? 
You don't think of yeah. a girl alligator. No, really you don't. Maybe it's because they don't have long eyelashes or something. Maybe they should. That's Maybe you just invented alligator mm. eyelashes. Mm. Wow. Trademark me. You could cut your beard off and sell eyelashes. You know the people that sell their hair? Have you ever yeah. seen that scam? <laughs> yes. Have you gotten into that? Um, I, well, what do you think? It looks like you made one I made a million dollars. Yeah. So, um, all right. So the subject property, we, we listed all the features and then the condition I would just put plus, plus, plus. So they say, oh, we put in new paint, new carpet, new new tile. You know, I go plus, plus, plus. So no, don't overthink it. And then we, and then I would have recent sales with the same little boxes, bed, bath, you know, beyond, square footage, basement, choir place. And then, uh, and then the our competition, the actives, same same thing. But I would fill in only the differences. So I I get the top three comps for sales, top three comps for actives, and fill in only the differences. Then I can quickly see which is the most like mine. So the mindset is when you're doing a market analysis that way, uh, you're looking for the highest price sold because you're trying to prove value to the appraiser. And then you're looking for the lowest priced active that is competitive with yours. So you don't need to worry about the most overpriced active. You're not you're not trying to prove the value that the seller said they thought their house was worth. You're trying to prove value to the appraiser. So the highest price sold that is equal to or worse than yours in every way. So write sold comps equal to or worse than in every way. So they're going to – and the only thing I would not worry about is condition, okay, like the remodeling and that kind of crap because that isn't really worth anything. So the big thing is location. So closer to town uh, where the big high buildings are or the beach if you're if you live in an ocean environment. So that would be better than. Even though the houses might be crappier and older, closer to the beach or closer to downtown is always going to be more expensive. So you're looking for equal to in all square footage and features or worse than and that includes location too. So uh, and that's on the sold comps. On the active comps, you're looking for comps that are equal to or better than in every way. So closer to town is better than. Uh, farther from town is worse than your subject property. So – and then the condition, you can adjust for for that because it tends, tends not to be worth that much. So, so then I would do – I would do uh, – a market range at the bottom, so a little uh, horizontal line with an arrow on each end pointing out. Uh, so in that market range, and again, this is for me. I'm not showing this to the seller, but I will tell you how I did show it to them finally. But uh, they've already listed with me by the time I'd sold it, showed it to them. So the market range, you know, I do the adjustments based on what things are worth. 
And uh, and if you call me, if you have a question about what something might be a feature or the square footage might be worth in your area or something, I'll, I'll know the correct answer to that or get you pretty close. But after you do the adjustments, you come up with a number. Uh, so everybody just draw a horizontal line with an arrow pointing out on, the, on each end in their right market range. So let's pretend that we do our market analysis and the number on the left happens to be uh, just to use easy easy number, we'll, we'll say three sixty three, okay, uh, three hundred sixty three thousand, and then the number on the right happens to be uh, four oh six, okay. So again, they're not round numbers because we did math and adjusted for different different you know like the difference in the two car garage versus three and the square footage and all that. So the number on the left. Write down the definition of that number. The number on the left represents the price you must be – excuse the highest write – write this down. The highest price at which you can prove value to the appraiser. Okay, The sold comp is the number on the left. That's the highest price at which you can prove value – to the appraiser. Now, let's and again, for the purposes of this demonstration, 363 is what we came out. Now, you can drag the appraiser up a little bit, but they tend to fall off on the 5s, 10s, 25s, that kind of thing. So, if it's 363, you might be able to drag them up to 375, but that's unlikely that it's going to be more than that, maybe only 370, you know. So now, the number on the right is the priced the price below which you must be in order to compete with the competition okay so you have to be priced below 406 uh 375 is the highest you could so if the let's say the seller says to you I want to I'm realistic I got to sell I'm a real seller. They're nice, sane, smart, uh, and you know we want to price it at fair market value to get out of here quickly. Here's the quiz question for you kids listening at home: What is the highest price at which you could list it and be really at fair market value? Go ahead. The ant. The correct answer is three seventy-five. Okay. Now let's pretend that the number on the left is 363. We'll leave that alone. Now change the number on the right to 348. Okay. So now the number on the left is 363. The number on the right is lower. It's 348. So now what is, what is the, the price you would choose to list it at? We do that Jeopardy music, but I think that's a copyright infringement. We can't afford it. I could sing it, but that's not the same. Uh, the answer is three fifty. Is it doesn't matter that the sold comps are higher in a declining market. You have to worry about the competition. You have to be priced below the competition. Three forty eight is three fifty, by the way. So three twenty five maybe, but three three fifty is the highest you could ever do. 
So good, good to keep that in mind. Now, there's some rules of thumb about pricing. Uh, one rule of thumb I like is a bad room addition in a bad neighborhood is actually a good thing. I'm not sure why that is, but when you're in the hood, a, a bad room, room addition isn't, isn't so bad. Uh, the, other, the other thing that throws people off is busy streets. Room additions, by the way, so in a, in a normal appraisal in, in entry-level homes, you know, built in the 60s, 70s, 80s, something like that, 90s, the, for the differences in the square footage, the, the appraiser might give you 40 bucks a square foot, 35 bucks a square foot um, at the most. And if it's additional room addition where you can tell it was a room addition, if I can walk into the house and say, oh, this wasn't originally here like it used to be a covered patio, so now the kitchen is in the middle, which makes it darker. And then, or maybe you have a step down or a sloping ceiling. So if it looks like it was done really professionally, uh, it's poured on the same level, it's vented for AC and all that. Uh, that's probably going to be twenty bucks a square foot. If you have to step down or anything like that, or if there's an obvious, it's an obvious room addition. Uh, that's probably going to be fifteen bucks a square foot. If it's step down, sloping ceiling, not vented, you know that's ten bucks. The same with basements. Basements are almost worthless. You know, they're probably ten or fifteen bucks a square foot. Fifteen on the high side. So uh, busy streets. We got we got Taj on the line. Taj, how you doing? Good, Bob. Thank we you. have a caller, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Todd, you uh, you're in Tigard, Oregon. Is that correct? No, no, I am on the Oregon coast. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I got the wrong. What's the What's the name of your town that you're in? I am in Lincoln City. Oregon. Oh, Lincoln City. Where did I get Tigard? Where did I get that? Yes, Lincoln City, named little... after Abraham Lincoln. Of course. Now we're talking yeah. about CMAs, but you could ask a question on any topic. What do you What question do you have, Todd? You, by the way, are the um, owner of a Harcourt's franchise, Harcourt's Home, Oregon Coast. We're going to plug him before we get forget. You can send a referral to Taj at 541-921-5315, toll-free day or night, right, Taj? Absolutely. Absolutely. If anybody's looking for a, a little beach house, we've got them. Everybody is. Everybody wants them. I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Everybody is. So what questions uh, do you CMAs. have? CMA. Yeah. I'm curious about CMAs. I've been doing real estate for 17 some odd years now and uh, certainly feel like I know how to do a CMA. But I'll tell you that coming out of COVID, I have seen a lot of listings where I see it and go, there is no way it's going to sell for that. And it does. And I've seen the exact uh, opposite mm-hmm. where I think something is priced at a steal and it does not sell. So I believe that CMAs have become more challenging in the post-COVID You're right. environment. Yeah, I don't think COVID had anything to do with it. I think the market mm. just changes in that, that, you know, the market's going down now. It was going up rapidly. Yeah. Then it went up not so rapidly. Then it leveled off. Then it started going down fairly rapidly, actually. So the interest rates have doubled in the last, you know, so, so however many four months or five months. So that that'll that's a long term trend, like every trend in real estate. Uh, the things that throw people off usually are busy streets, 
so if you if you have a comp, if your subject property is on any kind of a busy busy street, means there's a yellow line down the middle of the street in front of you. A solid uh, yellow. Well, any kind of yellow, usually, hmm. or as they used to say in the westerns, unless you're yellow, right? But they. Uh, so busy streets, uh, noisy stuff like that, or backs up to a busy street. It, it, I would always think of it this way: is that a is that a five percent hit, a ten percent hit, a fifteen percent hit, twenty percent, thirty percent? I'd go in percents rather than dollars. You know, that's the way to think it through. Uh, lot size is another one that throws people off. Here's a rule of thumb: if you draw a like draw a horizontal line, two lines in front of and across a piece of paper. That's the street frontage. And then draw a long, narrow lot coming off of that street. So not as, not as wide as it is tall as, as, or deep. Um, rule of thumb, if you divide that in thirds, it goes like this. 70% of the value is in the first third. 20% of the value is in the second third. 10% of the value is in the third third. So if, if you have a big lot but it's deep, it, it really isn't an advantage. Pie-shaped lots, you know, like where well, some of it's off in that corner. You know, like being on a cul-de-sac, that's an advantage. It's a dead-end street, less traffic. But that big, the lot may be bigger but it's not – Usually, it's not so much usable either, so that might not be a big advantage. So the lot sizes can throw people off. Um, and another rule of thumb in, in pricing is every house has negatives and positives. So the, the, the fearless agent rule of thumb is never underestimate the value of the negative and never overestimate the value of the positive. So you're, when, you, when you're doing a CMA, you're trying to guess at what price at the end of the second week on the market will I still be getting one showing a day, not more than that, not less than that. That price that will get you one showing a day at the end of the second week on the market is the definition of fair market value. And if somebody says, oh, I got comps, I got to go comp schmomps. Once you're on the market, the market's telling you what fair market value is. You might not be listening, but it is telling you. So if nobody's showing up for showings, and assuming like it's vacant on lockbox or very cooperative seller, um, you're not scaring people away somehow, then you'll that once it's on the market, then you're going to know. And it's okay to be honest with the seller and say, look, I'm not going to know what fair market value actually is until it's on the market. And once we're on the market, then we will know. And I'll, you know, it'll, it'll, the market will tell us. Uh, and we might like that or not like that, but it, it'll, it'll be true. So what I, what I always recommend that you do, especially in a declining market. So a rule of thumb is, you know, in a, in a rapidly escalating market where it's going up fast, uh, do the sold comps from a month or two ago really matter, Taj? No. Right. In a rapidly declining market, do the sold comps from two months ago really matter? No. 
Right. So when do they matter? Oh, they never matter. Yeah, it's always you and your listing in competition with other active listings. The buyers are out there not looking at the comps. They're not looking at solds. They're looking at actives. So you have to compete with the active. So if you have a, a, a listing appointment you're going to go on, do an active search, actives only, not, not uh, under contracts or anything like that. Do a 10-mile radius. So most uh, buyers – you know, will will if I if I ask most people that bought a house, hey, you just bought a house. What was the farthest away house you ever looked at from that house? Many times they'll say ten miles or five miles, but the but the sold comps have to come from within a mile or a half a mile radius. But the actives, the buyers are looking in a much larger area than the appraiser ever would. So in a normal situation, yeah. I would look in a 10-mile radius. And if you're – let's say you're northwest of town. Um, actually, you are going to be northeast of town because you do have the ocean next to you, right? I do. Yeah. We're so you want to weight your, your search of the actives more towards the ocean rather than farther out. So put the outer edge of the of the uh, of the circle uh, near your subject property, if that makes sense. So you're looking so you for equal search east of yeah. Well, no, because that's worse than. Better than is towards the ocean. Worse than is farther mm-hmm. from. And if you're like me and you live in a uh, town that's nowhere near an ocean, the the downtown Phoenix buildings, that's down. That downtown is like the ocean. The closer I get to downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when my uh, from my house, when I drive, and I live in a very fancy neighborhood, but when I drive down towards Phoenix, the houses get older, smaller, crappier, smellier, and more expensive all at the same time because the land underneath them is worth so much more. So the closer you get, excluding the hood, of course, but but even sometimes the hood is more expensive than the outskirts of town. So. The rule is on your active search for the CMA is actives only, 10-mile radius, equal to or better in every way. If I'm a buyer and I'm willing to buy your subject property, I'd also be willing to buy one equal to it for the same price or better than it for the same price. And then just adjust the ceiling price in the search. So once you put in the same equal to or better than – so like let's say you have a two-car garage – you're going to put in two-car garage or better, up to four, 12-car garage. Uh, square footage is, let's say, 2,050. You're going to put in uh, maybe 1,950 all the way up to a million square footage. Uh, if you have three bedrooms, put in three bedrooms, four bedrooms, five bedrooms, up to 20 in your search. So everything is equal to your subject property-ish or better. And then just put in a ceiling price, searching down to zero always, and adjust that ceiling price. You might start at ten million and then bring it down to five million and then one million and then keep going down or up until you get about fifteen or twenty comps, active comps. Print those all out on paper and then stack them in order of price, being the cheapest one is on the top. And then pull off that top comp, look at it and say, you know, read the remarks 
and then say and and again the features and the square footage are 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 equal to yours or better and mm-hmm. the only differences would be the location the condition and the lot size and the lot size tends not to be that big a deal unless it's very small or very big maybe um so you can adjust for condition because it really isn't worth very much and then uh and certainly you can adjust for bedroom differences and there're going to be more bedrooms or the same uh and but then look at that cheapest comp and say if let's say i inherited my subject property for free or i can inherit this active comp for free if all i care about is future appreciation uh which would i rather have because again both houses are going to wear out in the future so the condition won't matter the real thing that's going to matter is the location that's going to dictate whether it goes up in value the which which would go up in value faster so you'd have to make a judgment call if it's obvious that the first one you're looking at is crappy or throw that out and then and then just keep going through the list and doing that until you find the one that again your listing is going to compete with tomorrow look at look for that one where you say oh it's obvious this one is better than my subject property or it's not obvious it may be a tie so yeah. that's the one now take that one and circle the differences all the you know you printed it out on paper circle you know read the remarks if it says newly remodeled you know kitchen new kit new this new that, circle all those things circle the square footage circle the lot size circle uh, the other thing is uh, is there a difference in the homeowners association fee so just circle all the differences and then we make adjustments uh for those things and then that's that's going to be your and then it's not going to be a round number now you're going to have so the to the differences would be in a negative and a positive light yeah well none of them are going to be negatives except for the location okay. or the condition because the features and square footage is all equal to or better be or better ish you know so then uh so we're probably subtracting value so then you you put a dollar value for each of the differences okay if if your subject property is worse than in that like like let's say the comp has four bedrooms and we gave the the extra bedroom value of let's say 10,000 I'm not sure I would do that but let's just say uh if if my subject property is a three bedroom uh I'm which is worse than I'm going to subtract the 10,000 from the from the active comps asking price okay if it's better than like mine's a three uh and this one's or let's say mine's a 4 and this one's a let's say i have more something it's better i would add the value if the subject property is better we're adding the value if the subject property is worse cuz we're trying to make that comp like our subject property the other thing i would look at is let's say the uh what's your average sales price for you where you live uh 625 so 625 so uh people search in the 50s and the hundreds in that price range. Nobody searching six twenty five and below, so they tend to search on the not nobody, but hardly ever. So they're searching seven hundred and below, you know, six fifty and below, six hundred and below. So you always keep that in mind for strategic pricing. 
But uh, let's say we do the math and we come out to – so let's say our comp is 625. Let's say that is. Let's say it's been on the market for 30 days. Well, I know that if in 30 days it hasn't sold at 625, it could it, – it, it could possibly be worth 600 because you get to 599 and the floodgates might open up. But if it's, if it's at 650 and it's been on the market for 30 days, I know there's zero chance it's worth 625. Somebody would have offered that by now. It could be worth 600. So always think that through and then make your adjustments from that adjusted asking price. What you think fair market value might be for the for the first one. So then um, that's going to get you much closer. And then you want to be strategic. So if you if you do the adjustments and you end up at 601, obviously you would be priced at 599.9. If you did the adjustments and you're at 626, I don't want to be at 625. I don't want to be at the 25. I want to be below. I want to price it at 599. Strategic right. pricing. That has nothing to do with fair market value. Fair market value might be 625, but I certainly don't want to price it at that because if I'm priced at 599, let's say I was going to be wrong at 625. I want to be wrong low, not high. And if I am wrong low and I get 20 offers and I bid them up to 725, the seller's not going to be upset with me. So I can never hurt the seller by underpricing their house. I can definitely hurt them by overpricing it. Can I ask a few uh, follow-up questions? Go right the ahead. Process you just ran through. Thank you. Um, so in a small town... Wait a minute. I'm drinking we coffee. About. We have to do a coffee thing. The best part of is in your <sighs> I feel better already. Ocean views. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Here's how you do that. Glad you asked that. If you have an ocean view, that's going to be off the back of your house, right? Across the street, well, typically it would be, wouldn't it? Not always. Okay. Well, the ocean view, let's, let, what you're going to try to do is find... I mean, ocean front, it would be off the back of your house. But yeah. then second row, fourth row would be front of house. What you want to do, let's, let's go with uh, anything where it's lake view... Ocean view. Find a sold comp and an active comp that are identical from from it could be from six months ago, where they're identical and they sold this within the same time frame, like the same six months. One was ocean same, similar ocean view, and one was not. You know, it's like it's across the street and back in the neighborhood a little bit. Then that will tell you – then do the do a CMA on that one, which is not your subject property, of course. And then that difference will be the price of the view. That view is not going to uh, appreciate. It's like golf, a golf course lot. The golf lot has value, but it does not appreciate. The land does. Being closer to the ocean makes it appreciate, but it 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 has kind of a fixed uh, value. So if you can find the value on two comps unrelated to your 
subject property, not wildly different than it, but you know they sold fairly recently, and they're they're close enough that the only real big difference was the ocean view. Then that gives you the mm-hmm. value of the ocean view, and then you would apply that at the end after you've done your CMA on yours. And if that's relatively static, then theoretically you could go and do that in your different neighborhoods and have an idea of the percentage value of a view for just about mm-hmm. any listing that you're comping out. Yeah, and I wouldn't go 10 years back, but it's going to be fairly static. Yeah, okay. If that comes up all the and time, course, which for you it does, yeah, that would be smart. It does. It'd be and good to know what the ocean the, view is worth. And there's different ocean views. Yeah. You know, exactly. like sometimes they have a much wider lot, more frontage on the ocean than others, so that, that would matter. Sometimes they advertise ocean view, but you have to walk up on the roof of the house and crane your neck mm-hmm. and lean over on the fireplace to get a, you know, that's called puffing. And if the home that you're comping has no views, then you would want to filter out homes with views when you're going through the process you explained, explained earlier. Certainly I would do that. Or would... I wouldn't yeah, want to be subtracting the ocean view out from my best comp. That's that's for sure. Yeah. I try to find uh, And something. then another – By uh, the way, there's going to be lots of comps that aren't ocean view. There's a limited number of ocean view comps. So. Yeah. And you're right that you do have to take into consideration the quality of the view. A peak yeah. is different than a 180-degree view and what that value percentage is. Right. Like if I can um, sit in my living room and see the ocean – <laughs> to me, that's an ocean view. Right. Yeah. The uh, Being in a small town, the 10-mile radius, it, it's easy to create the search with the filters you defined and not come up with 15 cho- um, comps. Would you expand? Would you stretch that? 10-mile radius to get to 15? I would rather raise or lower the price to get to 15 or 20. Okay. You you could – well, here's another rule of thumb. The farther you get out in the middle of nowhere – like how far are you from Portland driving minutes? Yeah, we're two hours from Portland and we're surrounded – basically we have – or Salem is your ne- next biggest town, right? Salem is about an hour away from us. Yeah, so you're in the middle of nowhere. That's official. We are. So Basically. then you could do a 20-mile radius. Because yeah. once somebody's willing to live that far out, that means you know, you're not living – like you're, they're vacation homes. The, the, the job center doesn't matter. Uh, right. You know, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Salem is a big enough town that being close to town might matter. But Portland, for sure, is a town where being close to town matters. So that one, once you get out and the stick, so to speak, then uh, enlarge the radius. Yeah, and that's what we generally do. So we're in Lincoln City, and we're 30 minutes from Newport, the next town of the size of about the same population, about eight 9,000 people. And if somebody finds the right house, they're willing to either go to Lincoln City or Newport because – Either well, way, I, I would look at it this way too. Once they fly into Portland, driving a couple of hours is no, because they're, that's where they're flying into. Their vacation home if the, is in Lincoln City. They're flying into Portland yeah. to get to it. So once you've driven two hours, another 15 minutes isn't going to matter. Right. Yeah, they don't care about exactly. that. Exactly. All right, now we're out of time. Can you believe it, Ramon? Can you believe it? 
Oh, I can believe it. He has a look of belief, not disbelief. I'm watching the clock here. All right. so We're well, running out of tape. Just kidding. The, that's old school. The tape, yeah, that's back in the old days. So, Taj, uh, we're going to plug you again. Taj Richardson is the owner, operator of Harcourt's Home, Oregon Coast. He's in Lincoln City, Oregon. If you know an agent in that town, have them call Taj. They probably should be working with him. And you can call him toll-free day or night for your referrals or, uh, or agents you know that need to have a great broker. His phone number is 541-921-5315, toll-free day or night. Thank you so much, Taj, for being on the show. By the way, if anybody uh, is any of this stuff we talked about makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our free webinar up in the banner. You can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. We'd love to help you. Once again, I want to thank Taj. Thank you, Ramon, for joining us today. Thank all of you for joining. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. If you're an owner of a a real estate company and you're recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were, uh, you can call me about that too and give us a five-star review on your platform of this podcast. Until next week, do what we always do. Have fun, be humble, most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.